This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins. And I told you guys we were going to start getting it together for this election this week, and that is exactly what we're doing. Uh, uh, Time to meet another candidate for district attorney. Happens to be in studio with me, so you can see him on YouTube.com, KBLA 1580. He is uh, an experienced United States attorney. He's running for L.A. Uh, District Attorney. He says to make communities safer and reform the criminal justice system. He served as chief of the violent and organized crime section of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles until he stepped down in September to run for office. Jeff Shemarinsky, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, um, it's great to have you in. Um, what? Let's start with that. Why? Why, you know, you... Um, yeah, you know, just based on your family heritage, your your dad is a well-known uh, attorney. Um, I would I would say, well, this guy's probably progressive, or at least liberal. Why why run? I grew up in Los Angeles, and I left for college and law school. Moved back here with my wife, and re- we're raising our three young kids here in Los Angeles. I love this city. I love this county. And I want to see it be the best it can be. And I want to see it be a place where people feel safe and feel uh, proud. And I think right now we can be doing a lot better. I've spent the last nine and a half years as a federal prosecutor and assistant United States attorney here in Los Angeles. As you said, I was chief of the violent and organized crime section at the U.S. Attorney's Office. And that's a U.S. Attorney's Office that spans a huge geographic scope. It's not just L.A. County, but it's L.A. County and six surrounding counties, 19 million people total. And I oversaw all violent crime prosecutions for that office. I worked with pretty much every law enforcement agency in the county and did so successfully. I'm proud of my record as a federal prosecutor. I never lost a case. But what I saw at the U.S. Attorney's Office was part of what drove me to run. I saw a lot of chaos and dysfunction from the DA's office that was really getting in the way of important work from getting done. And what I've also seen is that the people of the county of Los Angeles have really lost confidence in their current district attorney, lost confidence in him to both keep them safe and to provide effective criminal justice reform. And so I launched this campaign in September, and I launched it with three major platforms or pillars. The first is public safety, The second is effective criminal justice reform. And the third is the need for new leadership and accountability within the district attorney's office. And I believe on all three of those, I can do a much better job than our current district attorney. When you say chaos coming from the DA's office, can you be specific? Sure. What? uh, And I saw this all the time at the U.S. attorney's office. I saw that the current district attorney wasn't a good partner to law enforcement, that the law enforcement had largely lost confidence in the current district attorney to really... uh, manage the office and to manage the prosecutors under him. Uh, I think that the failure to have an effective partnership with law enforcement really uh, is a major problem. But I also saw within the DA's office a lot of infighting. It was reported by the LA Times just last year that it was a DA's office at war with itself. And I think that was a, that's a real problem. I think we need a functioning DA's office. The reality right now is within the county, there are so many problems. Um, and I think we really need a DA's office that operates and a leader from the DA's office who has experience and vision, who's been a prosecutor, but is willing to and ready to tackle some of the big problems we have with throughout this county. Well, when you talk about justice for black people, yes. specifically, or Latina people, great partnerships between the DA 
and the police has never been like a glaring issue for us, right? In fact, the partnerships are a little too cozy, leading to no accountability for police officers. So when I hear you say, I want to have a better relationship with police, it doesn't, it, you know, it's not ticking any boxes for me. Yeah. So I think <laughs> you, the, the answer is you need both. You need a DA who's both ready to partner with law enforcement to prosecute crime, investigate crime. But you also need a DA who's ready to be a check on law enforcement. I'm ready to play both roles. I'm proud, for example, that I've been endorsed by Connie Rice, who's the leading civil rights attorney in our area. And what she said, I think uh, it's on my website. I'd encourage people to look at it. it. She says that Jeff is the reformer that we really need for this area, that Jeff Chemerinsky was the reformer who can collaborate with communities and bring people along with him on criminal justice reform. But I think to do that effectively, you also need to be a prosecutor. And I believe I can fill both roles or wear both hats at the same time. I think that that's a balance that needs to be reached. And I think that uh, I could really do both effectively. I'm thinking about the uh, Obama administration's Blue Ribbon Commission on Policing, which Connie Rice, Attorney Connie Rice, sat on that uh, commission. And one of the things they recommended was taking the prosecution of police officers out of local DA's offices uh, and having an independent office to do that because DA's tend to be, prosecutors tend to be so cozy with, with police. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of appeal to that. I don't think uh, that's currently the way the system works. It isn't. But I think that there is a, certainly appeal to it. And I, one thing I can tell you, coming, so I come from the federal system, from uh, being an assistant United States attorney uh, here in Los Angeles. And I think we do this really well. I think many of the successful police accountability cases that you've seen prosecuted have come not from the DA's office, but from the U.S. Attorney's office. So I come from a culture and an office that really does that successfully. At the U.S. Attorney's office, for example, we prosecuted successfully the Rodney King case. And a number uh, we get a number of referrals on police accountability issues. That's the office I come from, and I'm proud of that office and the culture that uh, I would bring with me. So um, when you talk about reform... What are the reforms that you you are targeting right now? So first, I think criminal justice reform is an acknowledgement that mass incarceration doesn't work, that warehousing people is not the solution to our problems. And we, we need to be really careful in our charging, in our pleading, in our sentencing of cases that we don't uh, warehouse people, that we are really careful of the effects that mass incarceration has on communities generally, and that our policies don't have that effect. So what I would do is I'd have a series of guidance and guidelines for how we charge cases that would be look at different, say, enhancements and uh, treat different enhancements differently based on the factors and how what the right just outcome is. There's no better way of doing it than that. That's what we do on the federal side, for example. And I think that that is what we need at the DA level as well. Um, I think blanket policies don't work, but we need is a series of guidance and guidelines that treat different enhancements differently and that makes sure that we fight back against policies of mass incarceration and injustices. Criminal justice reform, though, to me also includes something broader, which is the DA's office needs to be much more involved in making sure that we have effective rehabilitation programs, effective reentry programs. I think the reality right now is that our juvenile justice system is an embarrassment to our county, and it really requires a leader from the DA's office to tackle those problems and to really be hands-on with fixing our juvenile justice system. Our jails countywide also are unacceptable. 40 people died in county jail last year alone. And I think the DA's office has an important role to play. 
Finally, on mental health, I think the DA's office needs to be a real leader in the places in which the mental health system interacts with the criminal justice system. I think in all those places, I would be a lot more energetic and a lot more active than our current district attorney. But I view all of that as effective criminal justice reform as well. So, I mean, again, it's not really again, but it's circling back to where we started, which is as a progressive, the first thing I say is it seems to me that DA George Gascon has made some big strides. It's one of the reasons why there's growing pains is because most of the prosecutors and police want to continue business as usual. So why would you as a reformer challenge a reformer rather than getting on board and supporting the agenda that he's put forth, um, which is really... Um, you know, been underwritten by the voters. I think George Gascon has not been effective. I don't think he's been effective either as a crime fighter or as a reformer. I think the reforms that he put in place on day one were abrupt and inflexible. I don't think that they were well thought through. And they certainly didn't get the buy-in from anyone within his own office. And uh, frankly, they haven't been well explained to the public either. I think I can do reform a lot better than our current district attorney. And I think I can, the reality is right now, people have lost confidence in his ability to to do it effectively and to do it in a way that makes sense. Um, I think to be an effective reformer, you need to work within your own office. And the reality is right now, the district attorney's office has lost confidence in district in uh, the district attorney. But I also think the public has lost confidence in the district attorney. And I believe that I can do both. And I can be a much more effective reformer because I'm someone who can bring the people along with me. I'm also someone who can work with the leadership throughout the county and the cities to build effective partnerships. And I think that that's incredibly important, especially with all the things that are broken within our county. I think in large part, our district attorney's isolated. A lot of people don't want to partner with him. I think he's unnecessarily made himself an isolating figure. And I think that's a real problem for his leadership and real problem for our county as a result. Jeff Chemerinsky is my guest. He's running for district attorney. And yes, to the person that just DM'd me, it is the uh, son of the famous um, attorney, uh, and Professor um, Shimerinsky, uh, who you have heard on this very program. Continuing the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Look easy. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Right now, we're talking with uh, Jeff Chimerinsky. He's a former U.S. attorney right now, a full-time campaigner for the district attorney's office. Um, What? So, you you know, we know that you worked um, on the federal level, right, as an attorney. but And you say you've never lost a case. What... um, kind of managing of departments, you know, you talk about the the discord in the DA's office. I don't know how it's it's possible not to have discord when you come in as a reformer and you don't get to pick your people. You keep the people there that were, you know, with the the old teams. Um, So how, what management experience, what leading experience do you have, leadership experience that can come to bear here? So... I was chief of the violent and organized crime section at the U.S. Attorney's Office, meaning I oversaw all violent crime prosecutions for the federal government, not just for L.A. County, but for L.A. County and six surrounding counties. It's a population in total of 19 million people, and I oversaw all violent crime prosecutions for that entire area. I managed a 
large team of attorneys, a large team of staff, and also worked with law enforcement throughout L.A. County and this broader area. And I think it's leadership experience that's really relevant to this job. What I've really spent my life doing as a federal prosecutor is prosecuting dangerous criminals and holding them accountable for their crimes. Now, I would say that I think George Gascon has had a number of leadership failures. I think it's telling, for example, that there's been over 15 lawsuits against him for his retaliation against his employees, his uh, employment practices. And the first of those 15 went to a jury, and a jury awarded $1.5 million in damages uh, that will be paid out of taxpayer money. And that's the first out of 15 lawsuits and what's widely considered one of the weaker of the 15. The DA's office under our current district attorney is down from 1,000 prosecutors to about 800 prosecutors. And that shortage is a major problem, or that uh, shortfall is a major problem. There's a case backlog of 13,000 cases waiting to be filed. Last leadership issue I would highlight is at the U.S. Attorney's Office, I led the robbery program for seven years and oversaw a real expansion in the robbery program at the U.S. Attorney's Office. I really specialized in going after organized robbers, uh, armed robbers in particular, and smash and grab robbers, and worked on really big robbery cases throughout my time at the U.S. Attorney's Office. I think it's a relevant experience for this particular moment, given the big problem we're having with smash and grab robberies that I think is really affecting people's sense of safety in our area and people's sense of safety in public spaces. Is it a big problem or is it an overly hyped problem? I mean, it seems to me that spectacular footage and everyone likes to clutch their pearls. But for me in the community, I see bigger problems. I think smash and grab robberies is really a problem. As I talk to groups and individuals throughout the county, I hear over and over again that people don't feel safe right now, that right. people's sense of safety has really been shattered. And I think these smash and grab robberies have really contributed to that. And here, I think you can see the district attorney's leadership failure. I think it's a real mistake that he didn't apply for millions of dollars in funding that was made available by the governor to go after this specific problem. And all he had to do is apply. Twelve other DA's offices throughout the state applied and got millions of dollars. Our district attorney didn't apply and didn't get a cent. And I think that's unacceptable. And his explanation was he didn't realize he could apply. When pressed further, he said, well, he just decided not to. Either answer is unacceptable, to leave millions of dollars on yeah, the table. I, I think that's not quite exactly what he said, but um, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't, I don't have it memorized off the top of my head. But um, you, when you say it is a big problem because people feel afraid, people feel afraid because we show it over and over and again on the news. People feel afraid because politicians like to scare people into voting for them. I mean, that's a tried and true playbook, right? Where it's like, oh, we're going to hell in a handbasket. Vote for me. I'll make you safe. Does, but are you telling me that the data, and we saw the retail uh, merchants association backing off of their earlier assertions that some huge percentage of their um, revenue losses were coming from smash and grabs. So are you saying that the data support the level of his, of hype and, and hysteria that we have around it or that people are feeling around it? Or are you just going off of what people feel? I think both are relevant. But what the data shows is that violent crime is up compared to pre-pandemic levels. It's down compared, say, Certain to types last of year. Violent, yeah. Yeah, com- on violent crime compared to pre-pandemic levels, violent crime is up. Property crime is up year after year and hate crime is up compared to last year. That's what the data shows. But I also think people's sense of uh, safety is is important. And I think you need a district attorney who can speak to that. I think people do know that our district attorney does not have the confidence of law enforcement and really doesn't have the confidence of the community at large. And I'm running to provide uh, a strong 
prosecutor perspective, but also someone who can be a strong reformer, because I think you need both. And I don't think that that's what our current district attorney has provided. And I believe I can do both more effectively. Um, One thing our current district attorney has done that we haven't seen much of in the past, oh, decades, is uh, some police accountability. We see um, accountability uh, for Ryan Twyman, uh, the young man who was killed uh, by uh, sheriffs here. Um, And now you've got um, Torrance uh, police being held accountable in the case of Christopher DeAndre Mitchell. That case is ongoing now for many activists um, and black people who are just tired of cops killing us. That's important. What do you say about that? I believe in police accountability. I think that it's very important. I don't think our district attorney, honestly, has done a very good job at it. I think the LA Times, for example, had a very large article in its reporting just last year about failures in police accountability um, that I'd encourage people to look at and take a really critical look at. I think that, uh, I think, again, I believe I can do this better. I come from an office where we get a number of referrals on police accountability that does this often. quite well. And I do believe in police accountability, and I think it's extremely important. Um, And so I don't think, but I don't think our district attorney has excelled in this area either. And I think I'd encourage people to look at the LA Times article, which notices a number of the failures. Um, As I said, I've been endorsed by Connie Rice, who's one of the leading civil rights lawyer. I have a number of key endorsements from throughout the black community. Just last week, I was endorsed by the New Frontier Democratic Club, which is the oldest and largest black democratic club in the state of California. And I think all of that speaks to my credentials, both as a prosecutor and someone who would prioritize public safety, but also as a reformer and the fact that I can do both more effectively than our current district attorney. You mentioned the LA Times, and they have had lots of articles actually critical of our current DA, but yet they... Re- have endorsed him for re-election. Um, and uh, they're saying in this endorsement that he's doing what he promised and doing it well, despite intense and dishonest backlash from opponents inside his office. How do you respond to that? Obviously, I was disappointed by the LA Times endorsement uh, that came out yesterday. I thought that it overlooked a number of leadership failures from our current district attorney. I think it uh, really didn't give enough attention to the major problems, the 15 lawsuits he's accumulated against him, the loss in prosecutors that the office has experienced, down over 200 prosecutors, the bad mora- the low morale within the office. None of those things were mentioned. The failure to partner with law enforcement, the fact that so many people in the community have lost confidence in him, um, the fact that he hasn't been a strong voice on reform, the fact that he remains incredibly unpopular throughout the county and... Uh, that the big problems that we have on a countywide level that he hasn't tackled. All those things were sort of glossed over. I don't think that these are right-wing critiques at all. I believe that these are relatively objective critiques in terms of his failures in leadership. But the article really made no mention of any of those issues at all. I also think the article didn't do enough to highlight my experience as a federal prosecutor at the U.S. Attorney's Office, as chief of the violent and organized crime section at the U.S. Attorney's Office, someone who's worked on hundreds of violent crime cases. I convicted the head of MS-13 here in Los Angeles. I led the federal robbery program. And I think all those are important pieces of experience that I bring to the table right now. I also think the article didn't talk about my energy and the my uh, ability to tackle some of the big problems we have on a countywide level. Um, so I think the article uh, really overlooked some major issues. Okay, so while we're, while we're here, um, let's, let's put in 
what you would have put in the article right now. Share with us, like, um, you know, what what we're getting, other than the, what we're not getting, what we're getting if we vote um, for Jeff Chemerinsky for district attorney. Sure. I believe that I bring to the table a number of really important things that the county needs at this moment. I think I have the experience as a federal prosecutor and chief of the violent and organized crime section who's worked successfully with law enforcement throughout the county to really tackle the public safety issues that I think so many people are concerned about and that we're experiencing right now. Um, I've convicted the head of MS-13. I've worked with law enforcement throughout the county. I led the federal robbery program. Uh, for over seven years and worked on smash and grab robberies, organized retail theft and armed robbery cases extensively. I also believe I have the energy to really tackle the big problems that we're having right now in terms of juvenile justice, our county jails, our mental health system, all those pro- all those areas throughout the county are right now at this moment unacceptable. And our DA in three years has done nothing to tackle them. And finally, I think I have the vision to really make a big difference in this county in terms of focusing on what we need to focus on, working with law enforcement, but also promoting rehabilitation, reentry programs, doing what the, everything the DA's office can do in terms of leadership on homelessness. And I think our DA has failed there as well. I think in terms of what the I believe are the fair critiques of our district attorney, I think he ran on a reform platform. And I think his reforms have under-delivered. I think he's, uh, the reforms he issued on day one were not well thought through. They were abrupt and inflexible. And there have also been really glaring leadership problems with the way he's gone about managing the office. The lawsuits he's accumulated against him, over 15 of them, the uh, loss in prosecutors throughout the office, the low morale throughout the office, the failures to work with law enforcement, the lack of confidence that uh, exists right now with law enforcement and throughout the community and his leadership and uh, the fact that he's failed to tackle some of the major problems we have throughout the county, that he's been in office now three years and juvenile justice throughout the county is really unacceptable. Our jails are unacceptable. Mental health. I mean, to be fair, juvenile justice in this county has been pretty messed up for quite a while. That's right. But at what point are we going to say enough? Yeah. That And so I think that... Uh, and then there are other issues. Deputy gangs, for example. What has our district attorney done on deputy gangs? What will you do? I mean, I think there are tools the DA's office can and should do on day one uh, to really disrupt deputy gangs. I think that they're a major problem. I do believe that there are likely constitutional violations occurring with deputy gangs. And I think the DA's office has tools, whether they're investigative or otherwise, to disrupt deputy gangs, and they should be used. Just got a minute here. Um so the LA Times said you'd be just as much of an outsider as Gascon. I don't know if you want to address that or bring us home with something else. You've got 60 seconds. Sure. I, I'm an experienced prosecutor. I just spent nine and a half years as a federal prosecutor at the United States Attorney's Office leading the violent and organized crime section. I stepped down on September 8th to run for district attorney because I think this is an incredibly important election, an incredibly important job. I believe I'm the best Democrat in this uh, race. I believe that I'm the one who can best balance both public safety and effective criminal justice reform, because I think you need both. Uh, It's telling that 
uh, been endorsed by leaders such as Connie Rice, by our city attorney, Heidi Feldstein Soto, by the New Frontier Democratic Club, which is the oldest and largest black Democratic club throughout the county. I think that I can provide the energy, the vision, the experience that our county really needs right now to tackle these issues. I think our current district attorney has had his chance, and I don't believe he's delivered effective leadership for our county. And I believe that's what I can provide for the people of this county. Jeff Chemerinsky, thank you for coming into the studio and letting us see you and uh, hear from you on YouTube. If you want to find out more, go to his website, which is www.jeffforda.com. Jeffforda.com. Thanks again. Thank you so much. KBLA Talk 1580.